let's, let's appreciate the one part. Thank you so much. Thank you. The PL people or the sound people, can I use your mic stand? I, I would, uh, if, uh, if I can use the mic stand, it would be really helpful. So, don't keep holding the mic is up. Whatever he says, he is faithful to do it. Amen? Mm -hmm. 
I, 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 I miss my wife, she desired to be here today, uh, but she had an appointment somewhere and she came home a bit late. Actually, as I was coming, she was also on her way driving home as I was driving towards this direction, so I kind of requested her because she, also had, uh, she wasn't feeling a bit uh, very well, so I requested her to go home, then I can uh, be here today. Uh, she was actually the one who was supposed to speak. So I'm kind of here also to uh, cover her. Uh, we thank God together, uh, my wife and I, we have been part of Romans 101 for uh, about five or five or so years. And uh, every year we see God working. And uh, every opportunity we get to meet, uh, many young people who have been part of uh, uh, the Roman Romans 1 1 program, and we hear the testimony of what the Lord is doing in their lives. Uh, it, it encourages us a lot, and it's an exciting thing to see that God indeed is moving. Even when we look at the times of our work and our slides, and we look at the work we have put in, put in and we feel like, I don't know what but in the midst of it all, we often meet people who tell us, you know, thank God for the message you came to share with us regarding uh, God faith, uh, relationships, life, and today my perspective is different. These are interesting times, eh? because I was, uh, I, I, I think I was looking at the uh, online newspaper today, and uh, the name Rita Mweni and Jomo Kenyatta University is just everywhere, and I believe it's also trending. I'm sorry to have mentioned the name, but I feel the name is all uh, everywhere in it. These are trying times, when I see here. The other day it was uh, Stella, you know, Wahoo. Uh, her name is everywhere. <coughs> I understand also, I think, looking at uh, uh, the, the, the news, online news, I think there is uh, a case of a lady, uh, a body of a lady found dead somewhere in Juja. Uh, they seem to, this is in a span of like about two or so weeks. And uh, it takes us back to Ivy Wangeshi. More university, just walking, heading, coming from your lecture hall, walking to the other side, and this guy just took care with a kind of shaking. It's uh, these are difficult sound uh, days, one as if you. And you know, interestingly, the word dating is also somewhere there when all these things are happening. This is even more worrying <laughs> when this word dating is also mentioned. When all these things are happening, one as if you. I pray that in the coming 40 minutes, uh, by God's grace, uh, I will be able to give us an understanding of God's perspective relating to this word. And another word that I, will, I believe you have heard, but I'll also be able to introduce you to that very well. Amen? Uh, so we are going to read scripture. It's important that we read scripture. Uh, we are going to read scripture, and I will read from the book of Matthew. Uh, chapter 1 from verses uh, 18 to 24. Matthew chapter 1 from verses 18 to 24. I read, it's titled, Joseph accepts Jesus as his son. And this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Now I want you to note uh, verse 18, I want you to note the portion that it says, 
Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. Mary was pledged to be married to, 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 be married to Joseph. And uh, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Also note that pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law. Also note that Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law. And yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. Also note, divorce her quietly. Verse 20. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him. Note, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. The main mission of Jesus Christ to save people from their sins. Amen. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Right? Verse 22. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Verse 23. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel. That is, God is God with us. Verse 24. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. Dating. Uh, dating is uh, the title of our conversation today. And uh, I, I decided to go through uh, online and the internet and just to figure out dating and what is posted out there regarding dating. Yeah? And uh, I think my interest was somewhere that I came across information relating to the many types of dating. There are many types of dating. Slowly we'll come to the introduction and uh, just definition from my perspective and what we were able to sum up. So I came across uh, casual dating. This is just randomly decided to, to date, 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 date. I came across long-term dating where you decide to Date for a long time. This thing dated for a long time. I came across. I came across friends with benefits. This is information that I just came. Uh, apparently, I came across this information and I was like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> so I no part of the script. So I scribbled, scribbled it like a bio package. friends with benefits. It's a type of this thing called dating. I think I was to my message. It's not a title ad. I titled it, This One Dating. This One Dating. So keep that in mind. Eh? There is something called situationship. It's also a part of a dating. Like, as we, dream, we don't know really what is happening, where we are. It's like a thing going on between Pato and Patricia. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Online dating. Wow. Online dating. This is, it's, I think that's what we have been. Those uh, of us who hear dating in this place, can all like dating as I do call I was amazed that uh, online dating is a uh, 5.16 billion US dollar business. That there are uh, uh, people who have registered on online uh, websites, online dating websites, accounting to about 376 million people on dating sites, active dating sites. We have over like a hundred thousand and something dating sites. 
Blind dating, where Bestia Stivo, the Bestia Sarah, Bestia Stivo, and Abia Stivo, is some lady I want to Bestia Stivo, and Abia Stivo is a lady I want to meet. Then Bestia Sarah, and Abia Sarah, there is a dude I want you to meet. So, Dr. Yatuo, and Abia Linda Guapo. So, we are Peleka, we are Peleka, so Dr. Yamania, but then we are just trying to put the two of you together to speak. <laughs> that is long distance date. It is for Rwanda, and then we say for Kenya, and uh, they are getting to know each other. You know, getting to know each other. I tend to think that maybe falls somewhere on relating to online dating, most probably. And then there is uh, these uh, friends set up, and then there is something very interesting. It's, it's, it's a, no, there is friends and set up, then there is group dating. Where now you go, Steve-O, Pato, Mike, Anto, Napoleon. They are going, they say to go out, and then when I say, when I face their, okay, Sarah, and after Anita, Grace, Rosie, and now we are here to the Steve-O, and I come now, four dudes. So where we are here after I say, three guys, we all meet together, we get to know each other. And then there is something interesting I came across. It's called exclusive dating. Hey, exclusive is Timon Asarawa and Asema. This is going to be about the two of us today. Let's agree. Sarah, it's me and you. Miss Kuolena, you say, what are we doing? We are doing this one dating. This thing dating. This thing dating. Me and you. Just the two of us. Exclusive dating. Just. Me and you now, me now, to talk about, Nikitoka, me now, eh? Quahold, no, no, two, Sarana, Stigo. Quagit, Sarana, Stigo. Quakati, Sarana, Stigo. Really. But, Okimiza, Stigo, what's happening? Uh, is there anything between you and Sarah? Z. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, and then there's something I came across. It's really like and Kizungu, and then when I come up with my ideas, so I can like something interesting. We don't want to change the Kizungu on a chair. ethical non monogam. It's an ethical non monogam. So it has, it's also a form of dating that falls into three uh, perspectives. One is open dating. To not date like you can get himself in a PRO. Then there is poly dating. I can date as many people I want, you can date as many people I want, and then we date each other. Not this one dating, yeah? And then there is true, in it's like a dude can decide to date two girls, or a lady can decide to date two gentlemen. So this is all, find all this information on the internet, eh? 
uh, all the creative minds. Me, I, I think I, let me not say that we stick to the script for Zakidogo. So, generally what is called dating today, from what I was able to gather, refers to maintaining of a romantic relationship with someone of the opposite sex. Maintaining a romantic relationship from someone uh, of the opposite sex. To, 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 uh, to an increasing number of youngsters in our society, dating simply means having fun with someone of the opposite sex with no strings attached. Okay? Again, uh, from what I was able to gather in terms of definition, okay, I, I, you will tell me whether I'm wrong or right from your, from your perspective eh, of this one dating. Let me just repeat it again. Refers to maintaining of a romantic relationship with someone of the opposite sex. But now, it's not even the opposite sex. It's the to an increasing number of youngsters in our society, it is simply having fun with someone of the opposite sex with no strings attached. We just getting to know each other, you know, me and you, and a thing going on between us. And we're just having fun, and that fun has a romantic connotation on it. It's, that fun is romanticized, or something like that. Eh? So that's basically the definition of dating. Now, uh, when you when you look at this thing from an Asian Pacific perspective, eh, I came to discover that dating has become so common in Asia uh, Pacific. That is, in uh, we are looking at uh, Brazil, we are looking at Singapore, we are looking at all those Asian countries eh, where they have a huge, huge population of young people. Eh, uh, Dating has become so common in those countries that it's practiced among young teens in secondary schools. Uh, dating activities are there in youth uh, tertiary educational institutions. That's like, uh, of course, uh, looking at a setup like this one. Uh, and frequently it involves holidays together, going for dance uh, concerts, drinking, taking drugs, and often sexual intercourse, so it also involves sex. So in uh, those countries, uh, Asia uh, Pacific, it's it's rampant. It's you find a 14-year-old uh, young fella with a 13-year-old, and they like maybe even agree and tell their parents, "We are I'm taking an out on a date." You know, like those days used to watch movies, eh? And you see a 16 year old come and say, ha, where are you going? That is like, where are you going? I'm going out on a date. Uh, prom night in US, UK, you need to understand that this is what happens at grade 12. Grade 12 is like uh, 16, 15, 16 years, somewhere there. So in Africa, Kenya, here, you are like teens. So there, this thing you call dating, see, that you are in, uh, we love Africa. Africa is when you're, if you're mentioning anything dating, this one dating, <laughs> in your home, it should, it should, it should, if your parents were to hear it, it should be after some certain, in those countries it's teens, these are 16, 15 year olds, and it's already embraced out there. So it involves all these things I'm saying, parts and all that, and alcohol, and for that reason, you meet a 16 year old who, like talk about sex, Duh, sex is no big deal, really. Dating is largely uh, patterned after uh, the lifestyle portrayed by the entertainment world and movies, such like. It is a relationship based on 
sensual feelings and fantasies. In dating, friendships are struck through fleshly attraction, such as good looks, acute smile, an amorous voice, sensual appearance, flirtatious speech and behavior, fashionable and trendy attire. Simply, 2024 AD, when you're talking about this one specifically dating, it's, it's, it's all about sensual feelings and fantasies, and all the imaginations people could have, or could conceive in his mind when he's together with Kela or Sarah. All, it, it's like all these thoughts and all these sexual imaginations uh, that could humble uh, in his mind and his heart about him and Stella, it just, they are all now coming to pass, you know? And uh, it's basically just being struck up through fleshly attraction, such as good looks, you know? You have to prepare yourself if you're going for this thing called a date. You have to make sure that you've brushed your teeth and you're dressed nicely and there's a bit of cologne here and there. And you look good and you have to make your hair and you have to look presentable. You have to manage your speech. If you don't know how to talk, you have to control your speech and make sure the words that are coming from Stibo's mouth are sweet music to Sarah. You know, everything, it can't go wrong. You tell her, ah, you know, like this, and it's like that, you know, and I can do this. And I'm born to, I'm, I'm born to succeed. excel <laughs> 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 and all the good words can come sit down and practically just prepare and cut out a script. Stevo has to sit out and really cut out a powerful script and speech by the time he's uh, making his uh, presentation to um, uh, Sarah or Stella. And of course, fashionable trend has to be there, Kitoko, and you have to behave nicely. But unfortunately, dating opens uh, it opens this Pandora box of sin, improper sexual conduct, sin which often damages and plagues many of us. Specifically, I speak to those who are of the household of faith, those of us who are born again. Uh, and that's not just all. It brings more trouble and evil ensues after that. And just as I began to say, all the things that are happening here, you know, uh, this young girl, Rita, this Stella, uh, Ivy, and all, you know, to maybe some of us, we are just ridiculous. But I know right now, someone is mourning a daughter, someone is mourning a brother, someone is mourning a sister, someone is mourning a friend, someone is mourning a daughter, someone, somebody is mourning a niece. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's tragic. And unfortunately, from my script and what I came across, is this is the, apparently this is the end result of this one dating. Disappointment, depression. All of a sudden, Sarah had all hopes. Steve was the man. Steve was the man. She even had built a whole picture of them together with their kids. Steve opening the door and coming to the kitchen. <laughs> You know? <laughs> the house they would build, the smiles she'd receive every morning, 
and he looks at Stevo in the eyes. And all of a sudden, Sakitia Stevo says, Stevo is like, Sarah, we need to break up. And, and it breaks her to a point of depression, and she can't even concentrate anymore in school because it's like all the hopes she's in campus and, and she's building and she's just building up her career and she's, everything is just taking shape and all of a sudden Stivo has shown up and she's feeling like, what? Wow, life could it be this? Could it be better than this? Then somewhere in the middle of the road when it's third year or fourth year, Stivo is no longer texting back. Stivo no longer picks the calls the way he used to pick them very fast. Let me the chat conversation between her and Stivo. The max they can do is maybe hi, poor. <laughs> okay, Nico poor. And all of a sudden the fire is guilt, shame, quarrels, resentment. Yani, Sarah crosses over that throne, Akiona Stimohi. It's the face, the picture of the devil himself. You know, like Lucifer. You know, like fallen Lucifer. You know, looks at him and this guy and the devil they are. If this is how the devil looks like. <laughs> that fight. She literally hates him too. The guy is just smiling there. Unfortunately, often Stevo is with uh, another name. Stevo is with uh, maybe Anita. What's even Stevo crosses over the other side of the campus with Anita? That's even worse. <clears throat> and it builds in her a vengeful spirit. Furthermore, this relationship becomes a turmoil between even the parents. Because definitely when you are heartbroken, you know, when your heart is broken, often your mom would sense, you know, you just show it to your own when your heart is broken. I, I, I don't know. Uh, in our days when I was growing up and I was in college, I, most of our friends, we never understood our hearts getting broken, but we broke hearts, you know, also, also we broke hearts. <laughs> I think it broke, I need to tell you my story, that's for another day. I don't understand breaking hearts. Eh? But uh, uh, your, your wife uh, uh, told me of the story of uh, when she was broken hearted and her mother noticed that uh, she wasn't okay for a while and she just wasn't okay because somebody broke her heart. And this being brings uh, strife and it brings trouble at home and you're not okay and your mom knows you're not okay and she calls Auntie Eva to come and talk to you because you don't cook, you don't do anything, you just lock yourself somewhere and you're sitting quietly because the devil told you it's over. <laughs> <laughs> We're still talking about this word called dating. That it's everywhere. And at times I fear when I walk in church and in some churches' conferences and I hear the pastor says, and maybe it's time for some of you to start dating. I shiva, I'm like, where? <laughs> what are you telling these people? And as we are building this thing up, you realize this dating thing is a dangerous one. And let me tell you, I did all the little research I could do. I'm not a theologian. Hey, by the way, I should have started there. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a reverend. I'm not a theologian. I actually run a small garage somewhere in the Sudan. <laughs> so I do for a living. And I take care of my kids. 
and I sub in the developer's church Kawasukari, that's where I fellowship and I sub. I actually serve under JCM, Junior Church Ministry. So I work with high school ex-candidates, Kidogo Hapo, that's where I do ministry. Somewhere, that, that's what I do, I'm not. So just in case I say something that your Bible, your scripture in terms of a theological perspective is not just there. I want to protect those men and women, you know? So you know, we don't start saying, there are preachers who come and say things that are all scripture. So just know that I am not a... I'm just, uh, I'm just like you. So let's continue. When, they, when dating a couple agree, uh, no, when a dating couple agree not to date others and stay together for an extended period of time, they, con they are considered, they are, that is considered as going steady. Ama, a stable relationship. See it? When a dating couple agree not to date, others and stay together for an extended period of time, they consider that as going steady or are in a stable relationship. Because now we, Steve and Sarah are dating and it's been consistent for a period of time. They become attached romantically, of course, that was what brought them together. Don't tell me was cool. So that you're troubling your heart, you could, you just Feel the love, you know, Steve is feeling the love for Sarah. You know, you, you, you are literally feeling it in your... So they become attached romantically, emotionally, often. Sarah would be attached emotionally, but often also lately, Steve would also be emotionally attached to Sarah. And for that reason, we realized we came across that story of Ivy. And these guys sense are birthday and Pesa. And the previous few months, I don't know, weeks, uh, I have told him, me and you, by the way, uh, is nothing going on. It's like, no, we still made any sense. And he sends, and she receives the Pesa, and she withdraws the money, and then she doesn't take calls. And the guy is in Nairobi, and the young girl is in Mo, uh, Mo University. And the guy says, no, you're breaking up with me. No. Smokers in Kiaza Moti from Nairobi drives all the way there. Broad daylight during the day goes by the Tanga or Mashiti somewhere. During the day, no, no guy. In fact, I think he was an IT graduate and he ran like a small IT company. And I remember the other day I was listening to him saying he's, he's sorry, he does not even know what he was doing. Broad daylight, he takes up when everybody's looking. Takes the thumb and slashes the lady right in the middle of your corridors here. Emotionally attached to someone. Where you want to play the your mind? You know what else? Where is it? Where do you want to Stella all of a sudden Anto was crossing over the other side and he called Stella. Stella Miyajin, Ukopoa, Steve O. So he was on the other side. It's like Jana Nikola Nanto. What stories are you discussing with Anto? You know, it's like, okay, what's the big deal? Really, you just, no, why are you discussing with Anto? Then you wonder, you hear this emotionally attached to what it's all about. That's can you. Those are the. There's a story, there's a emotional attachment to what and often also uh, sexually involved. 
They often behave like married couples. However, it does not have a commitment of a faithful mar marriage. This kind of relationship we're talking about has no commitment of marriage as part of the conversation. So I think in summary, I'm trying to say this word dating is a dangerous word. This act dating is disastrous. It's dangerous. What has it It has no commitment to a faithful marriage or a faithful relationship being the end product. And surprisingly, dating is often temporary. And as I say, flirtatious uh, rather than a permanent, godly relationship. And let me tell you, as I say, as I read these things, that's not survival. I want you to think and process whether I'm speaking the truth or not. You get it? Just you process it from your perspective because I'm reading my script as per my understanding. Cindy, by God's grace, just don't go. I'm just reading it. Eh? I want you to ask yourself whether what I'm saying is so or not so. Just ponder it. So as I said, surprisingly, dating is often temporary. Often, most of the time, the guy you or the girl you date, high chances is not the guy you end up marrying. Often, do your research. It's flatitious rather than permanent. And God. Many of those dating, many of those dating in dating relationships do not end up in marriage. Another point I want you to consider. But that process is often it uh, the end product often is a breakup, which often involves heartache, anger, and many negative emotional <coughs> dating, which is founded from a worldly principle, as I say, I searched through scripture. Come on, Kolamari scripture in Aungia, we are dating. I want you after this service to meet outside there. You show me. No, 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 I want the scripture that talks about dating. I want you to really, I would want, I would want you to come across it. Dating was founded from a worldly, from worldly principles. It promotes fornication and destructive behavior amongst young, young people. Uh, hedonistic attitudes are maintained in such relationships, which drive one to be obsessed with deriving as much pleasure out of life as possible. Dating has nothing to do with the relations, but it has everything to do with deriving sexual pleasure amongst young people or amongst men and women or men and women, 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 whatever happens right now. I want to derive some sexual pleasure from you, either through our conversation, either through touch, either through thoughts, even the thoughts that I put through. Some pleasure, some I'm seeking. Literally, it's like you're devouring one another. You know the way that thing we I don't want to say. You know somebody is looking at you, Sarah. Stephen is looking at you in ten minutes. The guy has done everything you need to do. You're going out to the business. Everything. Um, 
most of the marriages that are built out, out of this dating concept, yeah, you go and do your research, you go. most of the marriages which are built from this dating concept end up being like houses built on sand. They often don't stand, they collapse. They are like lost, okay? I know you are here waiting for me to tell you the good things about dating. I seem to be giving a totally different story. Now, in Europe, my jokes are sad. When it comes to romantic relationships, their culture there is accustomed to this word dating or this uh, act of dating. It is sometimes more casual approach to seeking a partner. To them, it's basically a casual approach to seeking a partner. So they, you go out or you try dating. And a person may have multiple romantic relationships before or if they marry. So before that point of marriage, it is a custom for you to update Stella, Sarah, Rosie, Anita. It's a custom. It's okay. So it's like I dated seven of them. So finally, Pauline came and she was the one. Maju, that's basically a custom. For that reason, I still want to emphasize, in my perspective, this dating thing is from our worldly. <coughs> Let me continue. Our sexual abstinence and modesty are now often scope of and casual sexual hookups and living together before marriage have unfortunately become the societal norms. Unfortunately, it's a culture that has quickly crept into the African society. Your story you talk about you, so you could have. I try and try, try Nani, I tried her, I tried and finally I find I say I found this particular person. Some in the midst of trying you just end up living together and it's now they have destroyed this world called dating. Let me introduce you to another one. This word or this term is courtship. Courtship. Now courtship, again from my little study and uh, in perspective of what I read, now courtship is said to this. A Christ-centered courtship, that is, when a man and a woman prayerfully and purposefully seek to determine to determine or seek to be to determine if marriage is in God's plan for them. They are rooted in purpose, spiritual growth and a desire to be with whom God has chosen for them. Let me repeat that again. Courtship. Courtship. I'll destroy dating. I am coming up with another word here that I would love to introduce. It's courtship. I'll not say much about it because one of the lessons we learn in our class here uh, is courtship is a whole class by itself. It is when a man and a woman prayerfully and purposefully seek to determine if marriage is in God's plan for them. They are rooted in purpose, spiritual growth, and a desire to be with whom God has chosen for them. I love a man called John Piper and his definition of this courtship. And his, 
his statement regarding courtship. This is what he says. He says, courtship ordinarily begins when a single man approaches a single woman by going through the woman's father and then conduct his relationship with the woman under the authority of her father, family, or church. Whether it is... <coughs>
pastor or anyone in authority and say, I still. <laughs> Let's go back now to the scripture. Now, for me, I now I want to give in like 10 minutes. Now I want to give some. I want to prove why I don't agree and I'm not for dating and I'm for courtship. I want to just bring my submission in like a few minutes where I found courtship from the scripture. And the best couple to give us that example is Joseph and Mary. They're parents of Jesus. They actually parented the Messiah. So now I want to, in like, by God's grace in a few minutes, I want to bring that picture out from the show of them, what they were doing. Then you will tell me, dating, courtship, which one is Godly, or what are we called? So we began by reading the book of uh, Matthew chapter 1 from verse 18, and it says, Mary, while engaged to Joseph, he was found to be with a child as a result of a miraculous conception of the Holy Spirit. At this particular time, Mary was betrothed to Joseph before they became together, and he was found with a child of the Holy Spirit. Um, there is a word here called betrothed. I would want, uh, if you have your Bible study text, I want you to go and do a bit of research regarding this word called betrothal. But betrothal, it, it's a word that I will break it down into three steps that lead to marriage. And it was brought out of the Jewish culture relating to marriage. It began uh, before a Jewish young man got married. They began with something called an engagement. This is where and when the bride and the groom-to-be were quite young and their parents kind of arranged their marriage. This was so because it was important that the Jews be married to the Jews and the Gentiles were not to be united with the Gentiles and when it came to marriage. It's mostly looking at the concept of a believer marrying another believer. Okay? So it was brought out of that concept. For that reason, their parents who are believers knew or had information of some other young girl who was almost the age of their son and they would approach them in advance. Why don't you approach them in advance and request and kind of if their son and their daughter could get into an engagement because they want to build godly family. The principle here is to raise godly families. That was followed by this thing called now the throttle. Where the couples were known as husband and wife. At this point, the couples were introduced to each other. At this point of betrothal, the girl was introduced to the boy. Okay? And uh, when they were brought together with the consent of both of them and the consent of their parents, they were considered husband and wife as far as their culture um, was at that particular time. That had to take them a space of one year, then there would be a marriage ceremony. Have you seen those three steps? 
Then finally, there will be a marriage ceremony at the uh, last bit of it, which took place. Now, this was a wedding a year after the betrothal uh, happened for us. So, at this particular thing, what had happened is this. Joseph, uh, the parents of Joseph, I'm just trying to picture now, had approached the parents of Mary and Jewish uh, uh, Jews, we want our children to get married, so they accepted, they did the throttle, now they get together, introduce each other, and it was okay. So, they were supposed to go for a whole year now, waiting for the marriage ceremony. They were not staying together, they were not living together at that particular time. But there's something interesting here. When the betrothal was happening, Scripture refers to them as husband and wife. They were not married at that particular time. But it says that, that, um, that says. Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant with the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, yet he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. So as far as the community, the church, and everyone, everybody involved here were concerned, the two of them were husband and wife. The fact that they met and that was agreed, literally husband and wife. So, in fact, let's go on and here, there is now a divorce. Uh, now when she was found to be the child with the Holy Spirit, we can imagine, uh, this is a young woman, and that is Mary. And there is Joseph on the other side. And Mary goes to tell Joseph, Joseph, I am pregnant. I'm expecting, and you know, apparently Mary did not go to you. Maybe not. What did you hold that one? Now, she's pregnant, and she's pregnant with the Holy Spirit. Joseph, a uh, man who understood the law of Moses. People don't get, remember, between Malachi and Matthew, they are like 400 years old, silence, God did not speak. People would not relate to the Holy Spirit and God speaking and God acting. It was a whole 400 years old, silence. Remember Malachi coming to say, you guys are giving offerings, are doing these things, and you are doing, and for that reason, God is quiet. He can't accept your offering. You are saying you are, you are, you are entering your, uh, the priest, you are giving your offerings and all that. Vainly, and God is not listening, or He's not. And for a whole period of 400 years, God kept quiet. So, all of a sudden, at Mary and Akam, after 400 years, silence, his Joseph's father, father, grandfather, great, great, they never had anything like that. Then Mary comes and says, Let us come through this thing called the Holy Spirit. Like, no, are you serious? You can imagine that the, the now, of course, to Mary, she, she, she encountered the angel and he came and he told her. And as she told her, she felt and everything just began. All her body could tell her is definitely you're pregnant. Of course, that was her experience. But Joseph is on the other side, he's thinking, I seriously, you're pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Madam. <laughs> and for that reason, Joseph decided to. Quietly, scripture says he wanted to quietly divorce her. When I divorce her, I want to call one. No. Just go back and read that scripture. Then Joseph, her husband, in fact, scripture says she was her husband. Being a just man, did not want to make her, to bring her to public disgrace, and was minded to put her away. Yani, if this relationship between Joseph and Mary, where it is right now, 
They have not consummated the marriage. Remember what we read at the end of it, we realized that. They are not staying together. It is just an engagement that has come to throat. They have not even done the wedding. But when Joseph looks at Mary like this, he's looking at Mary as my wife. That's how serious he is. Says my wife. Twenty twenty four AD. Madam, you are pregnant through the Holy Spirit. The next week, Joseph is dating. <laughs> <coughs> well, Joseph will be somewhere dating. In fact, watch out. Twenty twenty four AD. Joseph himself. No, not Joseph. Uh, uh, Alex impregnates Anita. A week after I'm impregnated, Anita tells me, Alex, baby, I'm pregnant. I'm not pregnant through the Holy Spirit. You know what? And you know what you did. So I'm pregnant. Alex is like, me? No. Me, I didn't do it. Me, too. No. Me, I didn't do it. Two weeks later, Alex is with Chico. That's 2024. Alex actually, she knows he was there. And I'm putting him up here. I'm up here. Alex, I'm pregnant. Yeah, Z, me? No. I see. We need a story. Anything. He was not even part of it. But he considered this woman in the corner my wife. And now, uh, because I, I respect the law, and by the way, maybe I dearly love you. And honestly, what I have for you is what I have for you is it's not flatitious or it's not just a romantic thing. No, it's a commitment. So for that commitment, I'm going to do something for that divorce. I'm going to officially break this thing apart. So they have structures and systems and ways how we are going to break up. Then Joseph, boss, if you want to break up with a lady, I think really at least so much of it over Joseph and Maybe I feel we need to break up. So I'm going to be honorable and I'll not put you to public shame. Don't ghost someone no, <laughs> just because it yeah? disappears. No, he says, I will do it in a godly way. Actually, there is a godly way of breaking up. It's true. It seems like it's a godly way. You're going to break up in a godly way. It's a godly way of breaking up. You can actually do that. And Joseph's husband, it refers to that perspective. And being a just man, not wanting to, make, to bring her to public shame. Being a just man knew that Mary had his perspective was Mary had been unfaithful to him, and he and uh, it would be impossible to go through with a marriage. Yet his nature as a just man also did not want to make uh, this an unnecessary hardship and stigma to Mary. So Joseph made the understandable decision to seek a quiet divorce and put her away secretly. Are you seeing? The bond that was built between Joseph and Mary here, it was actually grounded on the law. Because it says Joseph was a man who understood the law. So he built a relationship with Mary that was grounded from his understanding, his perspective of the laws of Moses and how you relate. Engagement, betrothal, wedding. Once, we have, once the betrothal has happened, you are like my wife. I can't. See if you can watch her, baby. Near you, yeah, like that. You're like my wife. 
And I committed, I stick to this thing until the end. And the Bible says that, but while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary your wife, for that which he conceived is uh, of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and he shall call his name Jesus, and he will save his people from their sins. Now, Because this man was so, he understood godly principles when it comes to relationship. The Lord had to send an angel. Now, wait, not the angel. It is an angel. Now, an angel was probably with Gabriel or someone. When the scripture talks about an angel, it talks about now an angel who comes in a form that a man, human being, can relate to and they can have a conversation. So simply what it means, Gabriel had to, or this angel had to come and now convince Joseph. Now, Joseph, don't, now, don't be afraid, Joseph. Now, this lady's name is that she has and the pregnancy that she has is of the Holy Spirit. So, an angel had to, it had to be a supernatural, I think God had to communicate to Joseph in a supernatural way for him to understand and say, fine, I will stick to this relationship. <laughs> an angel of the Lord appeared unto Joseph for him to believe now. And let me tell you one of the greatest gifts I believe Joseph received for embracing this and accepting and saying, if this is what the Lord, this is the journey the Lord wants me to walk with Mary, it's that he became the father and his name was known. He became the father of the Messiah and he was known as the father of Jesus Christ. What a prestigious uh, position to be in. To be the father, to raise and to nurture the Messiah. You know, I came to discover that James, the other brothers of uh, Jesus, um, they were the biological sons of Joseph. But Jesus is the one who seems to be more known than even the rest. Yani, Joseph did a very good job that you would not even notice that Jesus was not his biological son. Because maybe James and the rest and Judas and the rest of the brothers would have been known. Jesus, they would have said, that maybe Joseph and Yeka Jesus cannot be done. But no. Jesus, who was not even his biological son, he raised him very well. And unfortunately, he never even got to see the ministry of Jesus Christ. So he was raising a young man here, the Messiah. Are you seeing a man who committed and disciplined himself to a relationship? Let me tell you why. Let me just bring it down. Let me give you my story. I met my uh, wife, Cecilia. Uh, I had. Never, I, I think in, I, I, I think in my, I, I never thought of relationships per se. I think when I got born again, I got into ministry, ministry and all that. And uh, and uh, and uh, I never, I, I, I think because I was very excited about ministry and all that. 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. I kept going and going and going. And apparently, I, I think later when I met my wife, that's when I discovered that I've never been in a relationship. My wife my, was my first relationship, and she ended up being my wife. No, like your first relationship. And I was not young. Because I, I, by the time we were getting married, I was, uh, I was 30. 
30, but I think we were getting married. I was 30 years And I met her in the... No one taught me. I don't know how, but I find it quite interesting. Okay, maybe chances are I was a bit older and I had grown in the faith and I was very well discipled. I thank God I got the opportunity to be very well discipled. I was discipled by a, a passive pastor. And uh, when I met Cecilia, I remember our first contact like this. I told her, uh, I want to take you out. And interestingly, I never mentioned this. I told her, yeah, I want to take you out. To do what? Say, I take you to take off. She looked at me and she was like, You know, everybody knows you. I was doing yoga ministry, some place to call Roy and all that. And uh, she was kind of like, Okay. And when I met her a year down the line, I remember I committed, I told myself, I don't understand this thing of uh, being in this relationship and that, and I've never been through that. But I will discipline and commit myself to this relationship that will end to our marriage. And I, by God's grace, I kind of discipline, but I really cannot explain how. I think I will leave that to the working of the Holy Spirit. I can't really explain it. Maybe, of course, the Holy Spirit, but I think maybe the, 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 the grace I found is, chances are because I was a disciple for like six, seven years, and I was very strong in uh, uh, ministry, and, I, and, and when I felt it's time to get into a relationship, I said that this one, and this is the only relationship I want to get into. And I think also maybe because I came from a home and a background where my parents were not in agreement most of the time, so I said I don't want um, I don't want to bring someone's daughter into a relationship where I'm frustrated and just make our life miserable. I will commit myself to this relationship. And that ended up being, that baby ended up being my wife for 12 and a half years now. Um, as I finish, I know it sounds fiction, right? But as I finish, I, I, I want to say what I want to push through if there is one thing that's all I have said, you forget, but you remember, if there is one thing I want you to remember, number one, I want you to remember, I have actually destroyed this thing dating. And I've given you a new term, courtship. If you are not ready to do, to do this thing called courtship, stay away from Stella, stay away from Stella. If Anita, you are not ready for this thing called courtship, where the two of you are meeting and are committing yourself to a marriage, and you are allowing accountability from your parents. Church, your parents and your guardians are joining and becoming your part of accountability support. Don't get into it. Don't get into it. If you're not ready for that, then just stay single. <laughs> when you're ready, Steve, when you're ready, untold looking at Anita like this and you're ready to be a husband and you're ready to be a father and you're ready to be a priest and you're ready to you are sure you can protect someone you are sure you can provide food and let me tell you chances are when the two of you get married a baby comes in time here you're sure you are ready to be a father when you're sure of all these things and you've looked at yourself you have done an assessment and you're ready then get into a conscience and say we are getting into a courtship and our timeline is here. We start today and our timeline is here. 
this is where we're getting married. Let me throw in a spanner into the works that I leave most of the systems thinking. When Pato comes and tells you all the sweet words and says me and you I want to I want something to begin, as the two of us, I want you to tell him, before we finish this conversation today, tell me when you are getting married. Then you walk backwards, see you. So now you start working like this. When are we going to work? So you start. So may the Lord give us such grace that what Joseph have done. And he was able to understand and he was able to commit himself to a relationship as it began. And he was okay being referred to a husband of a lady that he did not sleep with. And he had no romantic, no sexual relation with this person. But he was ready to be called their husband and their father and the person responsible with this pregnancy that has happened before the wedding. And he was ready for that. May God give us that grace to understand the seriousness of the relationship. And when we understand that seriousness, guess what? The children who come out of such relationships, ah, these are the Jesus kind of children. One as you. These are the godly generations that we're talking about. Are the oops baby? What oops baby are you talking about? There's no oops baby. When you are husband and wife and you get a baby, there's nothing like oops baby that is God's baby. Whether they are five, six, seven, either four. I walk with them in church and I know some people look at me like, hey, do my village home. Boy, I know, I, I know it. I walk in the supermarket malls and my kids are just there. And I see some people looking at me like, post. You know, like, four kids and they're all like, don't even fast on that. But you don't know the joy that brings in our house. You don't know how somebody can commit a sin and take a recall. And you beat him, and while you're beating him, you start to laugh. I'm done as I pray. I will go to the question that I know uh, my time is out. I'll just give you a short story to read you. Just today, as I was about to leave the house, so I made sure they had done their homework. I came from work, and uh, my, my second born, Nawiri, uh, requested for the tablet. So my third born, Mundu, she's a girl, she loves a lot of She's more the TV online person. So in our house, we we, we don't have TV in the living room, we burnt that. No, uh, my, my last born, Nishani, I bought this, I decided finally after 10 years of, oh, 11 years of marriage, and us having a, because we were avoiding TV, 11 years, so finally, uh, my, after 11 years, I took my wife, now it's time for us to have a tent, and we buy a beautiful TV that we can watch movies and, 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 and sermons and all that. My last born, Nishani, decided to pick a glass, uh, Drinking glass. And 100,000 went after two weeks. And not I panic at the 100,000 on the wall. And my son, two weeks, he just took a glass and he. And the Lord spoke to me and told me it was not. So in our house, we, we've had the homework room upstairs. So the homework room, we decided to put up a little screen for studying. So that kind of screen, my son was like, uh, my daughter asked his brother, and uh, just after a fight, they were fighting, I don't know what they were fighting about. So my daughter asked his brother, can you uh, put soup on? 
and my younger brother Lavi. So after fighting and they were arguing and all that, he looked at him and he told him, and you are my younger sister, you come sit here with what? Super book. They made hours. I looked at them and they are sitting together there after a fight. And I told them, will you take care of your elder sister and your younger brother? And it's such joy. It's such joy when you see this little one. Say that. I will pray. So, Father, we thank you for this day. We are grateful because you are faithful and you are loving. We thank you because uh, you are the author of life. And every good thing comes from you. So we thank you this evening, Lord. And I specifically thank you for this young people who I have met today. And I pray that, Lord, the grace you gave us, O oh God, when it came to understanding uh, what relationships are all about from a godly perspective, you granted us grace to be able to understand those principles that we were able to hold on to them and today we look at our marriages, we look at our family, we look at our children. Despite the ups and downs, we experience and see and can testify of your faithfulness. So I pray for such grace upon this one's Lord. They are living in difficult times. They are living, oh God, in times where uh, everything is being taken for granted, oh God, even friendships. But I pray that Lord will show grace to this brother and sister of mine, oh God. The Lord, as they uh, enter into these areas and the new spaces of their lives to understand relationships, romantic relationships, uh, uh, and God's perspective regarding romantic relationships, that through the working of the Holy Spirit, you will help each and every one of them. So I pray that Jehovah God, as we have just mastered and understood, oh God, that the concept of courtship is your biblical perspective when it comes to relationship. So today I pray, and I pray grace for anyone who's bounded or anyone who's lost through taking that path of uh, this word dating and any other uh, aspect of matters relationship. Lord, I pray that you may grant them grace today and they may break forth in freedom in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that you may bring forth the revelation of courtship to each and every one of us and them specifically, Lord, that they will understand how serious you take matters relationship. So I pray for grace upon each and every one of them, Lord, and I pray that you may journey with them through their education, O God, and in your name be glorified after all has been said and done. I thank you for the coming sessions we are going to have together with them as the Romans 101 family. Lord, we are praying that you may grant us grace to give them insights and may the Holy Spirit lead us further as we learn these lessons. So be exalted and be glorified in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I can see the Lord right here. It's 8.46 and I'm supposed to have a so I invite the pastor in the church. Thank you so much. I pray next time uh, I get an opportunity to come again. I'll come with my family. May the Lord bless you. Thank you for listening.